Listeners, we're two-thirds back. This is Richard from Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. I'm here with Will. Hello. And we're going to talk about... The werewolf shortage. You know, maybe the werewolf shortage is a good thing. I'm thinking, yeah. God. Um, We don't really want a werewolf surplus unless it's good werewolf movies, but let's do the rest of the housekeeping and we'll get into that. Um, We're a podcast that talks about a horror movie and then... uh, we will spoil that featured attraction kind of stuff. Yeah. We'll try not to spoil recently watched. Um, and we are not professional critics. We don't claim to be. And uh, this thing is free. It's always going to be. Yeah. I mean, we may come up with a Patreon someday, but you know what? I can't even post stuff to Instagram. I can't even get my shit together to do that. Yeah. Like we're going to build a Patreon. I know. Somebody else needs to do it for us. Hey, you know what? Maybe they will. Um, and, and if they have a Patreon, we can pay them. Maybe we could just, yeah, just piggyback on something else. Yeah. Uh, thank you to the Moon Rays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features, at the top of the show. You can uh, find their music on uh, Amazon or iTunes, where you can buy it digitally, and say hello to them on Facebook, where they are, the Moon Dash Rays. Uh, so here we are. Uh, recently watched, did you watch anything recently? Uh, yeah. Um, I've watched quite a few things since uh, last episode I... I didn't get my recently watched in, but uh, I watched uh, over 4th of July. I watched three Scream movies. Just getting ready for Ziggy's next guest appearance? Yes, so Scream 2, Scream 3, and for the 4th, Scream 4. Oh, Scream 4 and the 4th. Yeah. That's the bad one, isn't it? No, Scream 3 is the bad one. Okay. Is that the one with Courtney Cox's Horrible Bangs? Yeah. And she's probably Courtney Cox Arquette trying to hide, you know, her identity because of the horrible bangs. Uh, no, I don't know about that, but, uh, <laughs> maybe not. They were, uh, they're pretty bad in that one. Um, then I watched last Saturday, I watched something called Robo Vampire. Robo Vampire. It's on Prime. Mm-hmm. It involves Chinese vampires, like Jolien told us yeah. last week that they hop. That's the, what they do in this movie. Oh, I thought those were zombies, but those are vampires? Vampires, okay. yeah. And uh, they are fighting a Chinese RoboCop, who is a man in uh, basically a baseball catcher's uniform that's all been spray-painted uh, silver. Oh. And if you like the thunk, thunk noise that... RoboCop makes when he walks. Uh-huh. You'll love this movie because it's about 75 minutes of that noise. So do you think they just lifted it off of RoboCop? Yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's something else. There's a sequel I haven't seen yet because I was watching werewolf movies. You know, a little off the subject, but kind of along those lines. You know, that, that Foley sound thing that you... Sometimes you'll be listening 
to a cartoon or a movie or a TV show and you'll identify something. Mm-hmm. I was about five or six when I recognized that uh, the secret passage door opening on Scooby-Doo was two cinder blocks sliding. Oh. Yeah, I was like five or six. I'm like, I know that sound. <laughs> you know, because if you got uh, building materials around your yard, then you know, yeah. you've probably moved them and maybe hurt yourself on them. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, uh, and, and of course, you know, the, all the... Uh, laser gun kind of sounds in old sci-fi movies where people striking wires with yeah. hammers or whatever. Yeah, they mix that and an elephant for Star <laughs> Wars, for Star sound, Wars. Yeah. sound effect. Yeah. Um, then I, what else have I watched? I think that's pretty much all in the horror movies, although uh, maybe horror of a different type. Uh, a season of Vanderpump Rules is back. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm a season behind, but uh, the idiots are all back. Oh, good. Uh, they're reprehensible people doing stupid things. And sometimes they flirt with self-awareness. Those are the best parts of the show. When they're almost almost aware that they're doing something terrible. Oh. That their behavior is, is contributing to the awfulness. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, want, I wonder sometimes um, when you think somebody is truly a sociopath, you know, say for just hypothetically like an elected official. Yeah. Um, do you think they ever just stop to think, I'm awful? Or maybe people think I'm awful? Or do you think they just blithely just go trampling through life, destroying everything in their path? It's hard to say. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. And the results are the same, so maybe... We have no business caring about that. Yeah, don't be awful. Yeah, just, just don't be awful. Just guard your face. Yeah. yeah, that's all I could say. Protect yourself from that shit. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it. Okay. And um, I went on a deep dive into uh, you know sometimes when you're on the internet and you go down some rabbit hole of ideas or pictures. Yeah. And I was on. Uh, I don't know how Jolien has uh, described Amazon like the rubbish bin of <laughs> yeah of movies or the uh, dumpster out behind the video store or whatever. however the it is bargain the, bin, the yeah. bargain bin the bargain bin and there are some offbeat things that you probably wouldn't find any other way like you wouldn't go into a blockbuster and find uh, as much of this stuff maybe, no back no. in those days. Um, I got into like conspiracy theories cause you know how I watched that Phoenix lights thing last yeah. time. Uh, and of course I listened to Ryan Sprague's podcast, um, somewhere in the skies. Great podcast. I dig what he does. Uh, I was really kind of interested in UFOs and conspiracies as early as I can remember. And I decided, you know what? I was just telling my nephew and his girlfriend about uh, the Phoenix Lights documentary. And it's pretty remarkable what happened. So I I thought, what else is out there? So I looked on Amazon and I found uh, uh, the day before Disclosure, which is 2017. And this talks about like... You know the what the world's going to be like after disclosure of of uh, you know government knowledge of UFOs and that sort of thing. Yeah, it gets into that. That was from 2017. Um, Third Eye Spies. It was about remote viewing. Oh, that was a 2019 movie, so it's brand new. Uh, really interesting. Um, I don't know how you feel about uh, remote viewing. 
I'm doing it right now. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff we're not supposed to see. And we could go see it with our minds. Yeah. But the people who say that it's real, and I've never really tried it or talked to anyone who has, people who say it's real uh, give you plenty of proof of it being tested, and they swear they swear it's real. And I find it fascinating. And of course, if our government has, you know, stuck their thumbs into those pies, then I got to think there's something to it. They're like, no, 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 everything's a bunch of bullshit. It's all made up. It's like, okay, why do you have a whole bunch of dudes working on it then? Anything to fight the commies. Yeah, the commies are up to it too. So it must have something to it. Maybe. You know, could be. Um but then they brought Yuri Geller into some of it, and I'm like, dude, he, oh, see. he faked all that shit. They, uh, the, the, the great, uh, what's his name? The great Randy? Yeah. Uh, the movie I watched tonight, uh, I was like, okay, it's okay. It was about shamanism. And then they brought Graham Hancock in, who is a guy who believes in alternate histories. He doesn't come out and say it, but pretty much he wants to imply that aliens built the pyramids. Right. Uh, and then once he appeared on screen, I was like, yeah. So, so is he basically saying that there are alternate universes and we're basically living in the Matrix? No, he's saying aliens came to Earth and helped build the pyramids like 10,000 years ago. Mm. I don't know, man. I think it was just people who had a, a good way of engineering and a lot of, you know what? You can build anything as long as you have tens of thousands of slaves pulling the ropes. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Uh, well, they didn't even use slaves. They used people who were not working at the time. <laughs> I'm not I'm not kidding. That's, <laughs> they know who these people are. I mean, they, they've got records of stuff. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that. I always assumed they were slaves. No, it was, a, it was a public works project. So Moses was a labor leader? Yeah. Oh, okay. So he was the, uh, what's her name? <laughs> From the Sissy Spacek movie. <laughs> I think you mean the Sally Field movie. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Norma Ray. Norma Ray, yes. <laughs> Moses was... I'm going to piss off the, the political freaks and the religious freaks of the show. Good. Why not? You, you, are they not? Are they ever not pissed off? You, they need They need a cause. I guess I'll give them something to be mad about. Uh, of course, that's not really my job. Uh, did I mention uh, also watch the Billy Myers story? Ooh, mean? Billy Myers. Yeah, I know yeah. who Billy Myers is. Yeah, uh, so he, um, here, let's pull him up on the old internet here, and I'll give a more concise description than my fumbling and fucking it up. Um, Wasn't he a Swiss farmer? Yeah, I, th- I want to say he was, yeah, I know it was one of those countries, but I don't know if he was Swiss or not. Let's just... I believe he was a Swiss farmer who took pictures of UA- UFOs. Yeah. And I think he had sex with an alien. That's what he says. Um, let's see. Which is a worse lie than my girlfriend is from Canada and you don't know her. Right. I had sex, but you don't know her. She's an alien. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Let's see. Um, Edouard Albert Meyer, a.k.a. Billy Meyer, born February 3rd, 1937, Swiss cult leader, it says here in Wikipedia. And you can believe everything. On uh, Wikipedia? Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, he re- reported a bunch of... Uh, contacts with aliens and uh wrote a lot of books about it um 
Let's see. He alleged that his encounters began in 1942, and he actually had names for a bunch of these uh, entities that visited him. Um, he took a lot of photos. My favorite ones were the ones that they called the wedding cake uh-huh. <laughs> UFOs. But then debunkers look at them and said, oh, it's not easy to debunk these. These look like they're actually to scale in the photo and they don't look matted in. Um, I don't want to get too into like his prophecies, but apparently he predicted global warming, AIDS and some other stuff. Uh, so it was really interesting. Uh, I would rewatch it. I was working on some art stuff while I was watching it, so I need to give it my undivided attention. So he's 82 years old now, and he's still doing what he's doing. Um, so Nixon, Kennedy, and the Alien Presence. Oh, I I didn't get a year for the film. Uh, it didn't show it on Amazon, uh, in a, Amazon Prime. They didn't show what year the Billy Meyer story was, and it's spelled M-E-I-E-R for anyone who wants to look it up. Um, and then, okay, I watched Nixon, Kennedy, and the Alien Presence, which is from 2017. And it very matter-of-factly discusses, well, this guy did this, and because of this other thing, then, well, the CIA had all their drug dealing going on, and therefore they did that. And you're like, well, there you go. Wow, how'd they get there? Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, and, and I understand some of it they're like, and this was... George Herbert Walker Bush's father, and then George Herbert Walker Bush was the director of the CIA. And, uh-huh. you know, there, there's a bunch of that stuff where you could say, okay, well. And he doesn't remember where he was on November 22nd, 1963. Right. And Nixon happened to be in town for something with Pepsi. Yeah. Yeah. Just happened to be. Just happened to be in town, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of shit that it seems a little convenient that's well that gives me hope i can go on there and look for jfk nonsense that's you know that's my favorite stuff i love jfk nonsense i mean and the more realistic and credible it is the more i enjoy it but the really fringy crazy shit there's something fun about it oh yeah yeah you know he was not just frolicking with marilyn monroe No. But with aliens and other shit. Aliens, yeah. Yeah, so (laughs) there's a lot. There's a lot there. And I'm not saying I disbelieve uh, UFO uh, experiencers. No. I mean, they experience something they can't explain. Yeah. Like the flying croissant. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Listeners, if you aren't familiar with that episode, Will was in a cafe with his wife, and a croissant flew off the counter with no one to have thrown it. Yep, no one was around it. So you're uh, you're a supernatural experiencer yourself. I am. <laughs> the mundane X-File. A mundane X-File. Um, I experienced something with a lamp that was glitching out and then never glitched out again after a visit from a priest and a kahuna. Wow. Yeah, that's a good story. Yeah. So I've told it twice on the show. I'm not going to yeah, tell it again. Yeah, listen to the back episodes. Yeah. So all this... They're all available. Sure. Yeah. They're on... Uh, Before we lock them up. Yeah. For Patreon. <laughs> Before we put him in the vault with Bambi. <laughs> yep. So, um, you dared me. You I dared you. you I da- dared you to watch Bubba the Redneck Werewolf. You wanted to say reindeer. Yes, I did, actually. Um, Bubba the Redneck Werewolf from 2014. Ooh, uh, it was that old? Yeah. Damn, I thought it was from, like, last year. Um, this thing... Uh, is well within the Barnes limit, 80 minutes. 
Okay. So you got 80 minutes. Knock us out. Do what you can do. Um, that, that was the end of my uh, recently watched, by the way. If you couldn't tell. Uh, and if you want me to kick it off, I'll talk about this one. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. You started it. So Rotten Tomatoes has no critics consensus on this movie. Wow. They don't even bother. That that good. Yeah. Um, however, uh, the audience score, which is a separate score yeah. on this, it's an aggregator, this website. It's not uh, anything but. It just takes the math and just says, here's how many people said this, you know, yep. how many said that. Uh, 75% audience score. Wow. 12 user ratings got them to 75%. Oh. Okay. So that tells me that uh, eight or so people, nine or so people who worked on the movie or were in it went on there and uh, said, it's great. It's great. Sure it is. Um, It's terrible. And I'm going to throw something out there. This is one one of those offers that you can take me up on it. If you're in the greater Denver area, or if you are in the region and want to drive or pay for shipping, if you need a sign painted for your fake thing in a movie, I'll paint it for you. I I swear I'm a good sign painter. I'll do it free of charge. If you'll just not CG a fucking sign in your movie. Oh man. They couldn't even put a real sign on a building. There's a rundown crappy building and I walk. I happened to walk across the room and be near the television. I think I could have told from across the room, but it was CG'd. They couldn't, oh man! They couldn't even just like, all right, yeah, let's make a make a sign and weather it a little bit and beat yeah. it beat it up, make it look real. So I'm just throwing that out there. All CG. I made an alien arm for that movie Alien Valley. Yeah. And I even puppeteered it. Yeah. Yeah, it's on screen for about half a second. <laughs> so it was worth it. Yeah, I mean it. It looks pretty real for half a second. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... So did you make it all the way through, Bubba? I did. I've, Holy shit. Yeah, 80 minutes. Oh, it felt, man. felt like an hour and 80 minutes. Um, I am going to say, um, uh, there's something There's something to be said when you see an actor in a, in, a, in a movie like this, as bad as it might be, and I'll get into why it's bad, Um uh, a young woman who uh, plays Bobby Joe, who is the girlfriend, ex-girlfriend of Bubba. Uh, she has 27 acting credits on IMDb, including uh, some some part in an episode of Ozark. Huh. So she got all the way to Ozark, you know. It's got Jason Bateman in it. And yeah. It's good. Uh, so Malone Thomas as Bobby Joe, she she's a go-getter. I'll say that for her. All right. And, you know, she's uh, she's really punching down when she's in this movie, but uh, hey, she showed up and gave it everything she had. She probably dumbed down her acting abilities quite a bit to be in this subpar cast, in this terrible script. Uh, I can't say a lot of good things about it. You know, sometimes you'll see something where it's like a bunch of friends are like, <laughs> that would be funny in a movie. Yeah. And it's like, you have no business making a movie. Yeah, and this is one of those. Um, apparently, one of the guys in the movie, Mitch Hyman, who plays the devil in the movie, um, wrote and created the comic book and um, wrote this movie. So, uh, Mitch, uh, maybe your comic book was good. I didn't see it. Yeah. Didn't read it. Uh, the movie, not good. Not good. 
No, it's it's so exaggerated. Like you know how everybody in a trauma movie overacts. Yeah, and everything is so cornball. Yeah, um, and it just doesn't really even look good. Yeah, that's most of this movie. Uh. And then finally, uh, so what happens is the devil comes to town and starts granting wishes. And, uh, as he's known to do. Yep. And just like in a twilight zone episode, you know, if you aren't specific with your, your wants and needs, then you'll get literally something that you asked for. And you literally, you literally get, uh, he wanted, he wanted a full head of hair and he wanted, uh, to be a badass, and he wanted this and wanted that. And it's like, oh yeah, that all fits the description of a werewolf. So poof, you're a werewolf. So this guy goes from an overacting, terrible uh, caricature of a hillbilly to uh, that in a fursuit. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how long I really should want or need to talk about this. At but least an hour. Yeah. I mean, uh, but you'll be happy to know I watched something else as well. Uh, let's, uh, and of course, the um, uh, this, this thing takes place in Cracker County. Yes. Um, the description on IMDb says Cracker County is under attack and lovesick dog catcher Bubba Blanche has been transformed into a ferocious cigar smoking werewolf in order to save the day. But first he's got to conquer a beer or two and maybe a plate of chicken wings. Do you think Wolf Cop ripped this movie off? Um, Wolf Cop was better. Well, Wolf Cop was better. Yeah. Although you didn't watch part two. Right. Shit the bed. <laughs> Wolf Cop Two. Shit the bed. Pretty that, much, that, yeah. That was the tagline, right? I like more like this. It's like, what else is like this? What's the trivia got? Oh, uh, oh yeah. Is there trivia on this? Is there any trivia? It's usually mm, up there at the top. Let's see. Yeah. Comedy horror. Yeah, it's black. It's grayed out there at the top. It's above uh, the title. Oh, uh, okay. Let's see. False cast review. Well, yeah, so you can't click it. Yeah. Oh, maybe. It looks like we don't have any trivia for this title yet. Ah, mm. oh, that's a bad sign. Hey, this, <laughs> speaking of bad signs, the sign was CG'd. There's some Ooh. trivia for you. Um, yeah, there's a lot of those things where uh, some they make you think you're going to look at something in a scene and then they show you something where a person is mistaken. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it looks, you know, it looks like Bubba has murdered and slaughtered people. And it turns out he's eaten a big bunch of plates of chicken wings, barbecue, yeah. barbecue chicken wings. And there's red splatter everywhere. Uh-huh. Uh, this sounds good. Yeah. If you're 12 Why? and you're writing something with your friends <laughs> and you're going to go film it with your iPhones. Hey, that sounds good. Yeah. Uh, Do that. Yeah. So. Recommend? I'm going to say... Uh, do you think this uh, this helped the werewolf shortage? Um, I'm going to say it, it harmed it. All right. Just the way a lot of these bad um, zombie genre movies have harmed the subgenre of zombie movies. Yeah. You put so much garbage out there, people are just going to not want to sift through it. Yeah. It's like, look, I found a peanut. <laughs> yeah, you found it in the garbage. Mm. <laughs> so mm. there you go. Um, oh, they did have goofs though. Let's see what they are. Uh, this movie. There's one. When Bubba is listening to a radio in his truck, the disc jockey announces the station is KRUD. 
However, the stereo face clearly displays a track number, which indicates he's listening to a compact disc. God. That's all you got. And uh, stations starting with K would be west of the Mississippi. That's probably yeah. a bigger goof, because this was filmed in Florida. Ah. And it takes place in somewhere east of the Mississippi, so those would be W call letters. Yeah. Um, W-U-R-D. Rudd. Rudd. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) I like the user reviews. I'll I'll likely try this one again someday, but I couldn't get past the the opening credits. The Bubba the Redneck Werewolf song annoyed the hell out of me. I couldn't stomach it. I'll rate the movie when I actually watch it. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, good. Um, Let's see. Oh, a 10 out of 10. Horror, humor, and hubris make this wing-eating, cigar-chomping, whiskey-swigging werewolf the hero we all deserve. That's all they said. (sighs) That was written by the writer. Obviously. Um, 8 out of 10, this one. Cultness. This is a fantastic B-movie. The creator of Redneck Werewolf does a tremendous job on this project. It's funny, smart, a little gory, and very fun. I think when they do the second one, it'll be even better. Clearly, you worked on this. Please don't make a sequel. The two main characters, Bubba the Redneck Werewolf and the Devil, are the type of characters that scream cult classics. Or that that scream cult classics. Good job. Right. Um, Fun B-movie. It gave it two and a half stars out of four. Uh, You're all full of shit. I don't believe any of you. Teen Wolf infused with the Beverly Hillbillies, somebody said. Uh, Oh, God. Five out of ten is what they gave it, though. Oh, man. Bravo to the cast, crew, and writers. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Paragraph of stuff. Written by the writer. Yeah. You gave it an eight out of ten. You're lying. Horror comedy that almost works. Somebody gave it a five out of ten. Uh, when a redneck doofus sells his soul to the devil, he's changed into a werewolf, and much like Teen Wolf, his life gets better. He gets laid, is popular, and has to fight the devil at the end. Worth a view. Uh, let's see. Worth a view. It could be. It could have been funnier. Uh, yeah. So that's it, really. All right. Well. Um, so Bubba the redneck werewolf, leave it alone. Yeah. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. I watched two. I watched The Snarling. Oh, I watched two also. Oh, okay. But go ahead. You start. Well, I'll start well, I mean, with the you, first one. You continue. I'm sorry. Uh, the Snarling. It's a 2016 British film. Oh. Um, garbage. Just straight up garbage. <laughs> uh, not even hot. Just room temperature garbage. And we're not one of those podcasts that just rags on stuff, are we? No, not normally. I mean, I do, but... Uh, <laughs> but if it's good and we think it's good, we... We'll say it. But this movie was... It, it had sitcom-level writing. Oh, okay. So it had a lot of sitcom jokes when the two blokes are sitting around in the pub and it was like one of them ate the other one's sandwich so he went and got a sandwich out of the garbage wrapped it up in the paper yeah it could have been that would have been better than what we got (laughs) um didn't get to see a werewolf couldn't tell you what the monster looked like how far into it i watched a little over half of it um 
So 45 minutes, 40 minutes? 45 minutes, yeah, of a 90-minute film. And you got nothing. And I got nothing. It was just, uh, like I said, sitcom sort of shenanigans. The, the, they're making a movie in this little English village. Uh, the star of the movie is kind of an overacting prima donna. Okay. Uh, he happens to look just like a guy in the village, who's our hero. Um, I barely got to the shenanigans with them, like you know, replacing using the the local doofus as the star because the star's too good to continue his scenes or something. Mm. You know, um, yeah, terrible, terrible film. Lots of, instead of showing you, just showing people watch things. Oh, God. You know, so you don't get to see the screen that they're looking at. Just, just awful. You know, the thing with movies is if they show us things instead of telling us things. But don't show us someone seeing something. And then don't, you know, we don't see what they're seeing. Yeah, because instead of show, don't tell, that's show someone seeing and don't show us or tell us yeah i don't know it's bad that's it's not good it's not a good look so we turn that off um i normally once i start a film i'll give it 90 minutes this that's your own rule this i i actually looked at my tablet which i don't do while i watch movies even shitty movies yeah i'm like no i'll give it my full attention i couldn't stay focused um, you want to go with your second one? Yeah, so, I, mean, I don't recommend. Uh, okay, so if the snarling. If there's not much more to say about the snarling. Um, my second one was actually a nice surprise. Um, and there are several mo- movies under this name. <clears throat> Excuse me. There are several movies under this name. Blood Moon. Um, best I could tell, this one is from 2014. And. Uh, Let's just click on their page here on IMDb, make sure it's the right one. Uh, yep, that's the one. Because this guy's got this rough voice in it. Um, I like the fact that this gets 4.6 out of 10 mm-hmm. on uh, IMDb. Which was worse than Baba. What which Baba was got. 5.4. Yeah, well, that was according to the user reviews, but yeah. uh, those were clearly all people connected with the movie. Uh, this was directed by Jeremy Wooding, directed by Alan Whiteman, and it stars George Blagden, Tom Kotcher, um, Barrington De La Roche, and some other dudes. Uh, let's see. Let's get the full cast and crew here. Um, because who ends up being the main character, I believe, is this guy Corey Johnson. Um, Hank, I think, is the main character. Hank Norton. Let's see if this looks like the dude, because I just watched this earlier. Yeah, he's got this real grumbly voice. And so I'll read the uh, I'll read the um, description so the listeners can get something more concise than what I might ramble through. Uh, a stagecoach of travelers, a gunslinger, and two outlaws arrive in a deserted mining town lit by the glow of a reddish full moon. As their worlds collide, they are hunted by a beast that only appears on the night of a blood moon. So, um, you get some fleeting glimpses and some more lingering looks at the werewolf and it is not bad. The creature effects are pretty good. Um, the, 
sudden moves and you don't see it or barely see it or you just see a claw or whatever. Yeah. Uh, those scenes are good. So I'm going to say judicious use of the rubber monster nice. ra- rather than parading it out and yes. just letting us stare at it and go, wow, that's terrible. I can see the zipper, you know? Yeah. Um, so they do a nice job of building tension. There are a couple of, uh, I won't even call them jump scares. They're just startles where, yeah. you know, you think nothing's going to happen. I'm getting bored here. They're trying to build suspense and it's not working. And all of a sudden, bam, something comes through the door or the wall or the window or whatever. And, uh, there's, so there's some good stuff there. Um, everybody is, uh, pretty competent as far as the acting and delivering the lines that have been written for them. Uh, most of which are fairly believable. It's fun that they mentioned that it's in Colorado. Nice. Uh, I think Lassiter is the town. And hmm. I'm sure it's not a real town. Uh, but they do mention going on to Denver. And nice. They, and then there's a real funny Easter like egg. Like everyone else. Yeah, everyone in the Westerns are all going to go to Denver. Or Reno or somewhere. Yeah. So there's always a there's always a uh, destination like that. So I believe they're in Lassiter, which I didn't even look it up. But I've lived in Colorado for 15 years now, and I've never heard of it. So I'm going to say it's probably not real. Might be. I don't know. It could be a really small town. Yeah. Maybe it was a town and now it's not. Oh, maybe. Werewolves. Yeah. Got them. Yeah. Um, So there's a funny Easter egg at the very end of the movie. I'm not going to reveal it because somebody mentions another town they're going to go on to. And it's it's funny. All right. So I won't spoil it, but I'll just tell you that it is there sitting waiting. Um, I really enjoyed Blood Moon. Uh, it's got some good action stuff and the look of it. Now let's go to the, uh, since I do have the computer going here and, um, I want to bring full cast and crew up so we can say who shot this thing. Um, cinematography by John O. Smith, first name spelled J O N O, uh, music by Toby Pittman, film editing by Kant Pan, K A N T. Kant Pan? <laughs> Apparently they can't. Is that some sort of a mining town joke? I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was a cinematography joke, like they can't pan. <laughs> I wonder if it is. <laughs> um, production design by Julian Nagel. Art direction by Anthony Neal. Uh, costume design by Helen w- Wolfenden. 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 W-O-O-L-F-E-N-D-N. That sounds like a jokey name, too. Yeah. Wolfenden. Wolfenden. I can't pan. Of course, you know what? When RoboCop came out and the special effects were by Rob Botin, and it looked like Ro- Rob Botin. Yeah. Robotin. I was like, yeah, right. That's not a real name. It sure was. <laughs> anyway, there's a bunch more makeup and second unit and art department and all this stuff. But what I want to say is... Um, it was made by people who could put something in front of your eyes and it looks good. Oh. What a novel idea. Yeah. And uh, and let's circle back around to Bubba the Redneck Werewolf for a second. We loved The Battery. A yeah. Zo- a zombie movie that was made for something like- 6,000 bucks. Are we thinking of Blair Witch, 6,000 bucks? Maybe it was 30,000. I don't know. It was, it was not much money though. In fact, we could look that up since I had the computer right in front of me. Um, if you can make something like the battery for very little money, yeah, it's all about your ideas and your writing. Yeah. And it's the cheapest thing out there. Yeah. Uh, and, and we were told that directly from Joe Bob Briggs. Yeah. 
Um, let's look this one up and see if... Uh, what was the battery budget? Let's see. It, oh, it was 6000 That's what I thought. Yeah. And I think they spent most of that on the camera. I think you're right. And basically everything else was, uh, hey, you know what? Um, <laughs> if you... If you know some pizza guys and, you know, yeah. someone who will let you borrow some vehicles and, I don't know. Do your own zombie makeup. Yeah. Like, Come on down. We'll film you. Right. You know. And there and there was uh, a lot of tension built in that movie without uh, having to show you a bunch of expensive shit. Yeah. You know, you can have two people in a room and something outside of that room and have something heart pounding going on. Yeah. So, budget is no excuse, is my point. Yeah. If I really had to, I could come up with $6,000 somehow. Yeah. I believe I could. You know, if, if there was a kitten and I could save its life with $6,000 and otherwise it's going in the wood chipper. <laughs> <laughs> and I have, for some reason, I have to watch. Ooh, that is a Kickstarter. That got dark, didn't it? <laughs> Maybe I should come up with a better hypothetical example. Um, my point is if, if there was, if there like, say your cousin needed a kidney and the only thing that would get it would be $6,000. I could at least come up with a fundraiser, something. Uh, so my point is there's no excuse involving money here. Yeah. There are plenty of people who make cool things for little or no money. Yeah. So there you have it. Um, I don't know what the budget was on Full Moon, or I'm sorry, Blood, blood Moon. Blood Moon. Full uh, Blood Moon. <laughs> it's, Bloody Full Moon. It's, it's a moon full of blood. Uh, let's see if it even says, you know, since once again this thing is, uh, let's see. I like the box office is estimated in pounds. What the hell? <clears throat> um, it was exactly 90 minutes. Oh, perfect. Yeah, this is good for you. I mean, you may come back and say that was garbage. I hated it. But oh, it was it was made in the U. Well, it was made. It's a it's an English. Oh wow, this is crazy. What filming locations? Laredo, Wild West town, Kent, England, UK. <laughs> wow. Oh, I'm learning something. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. Isn't Jolian from Kent? Uh, you know, we'll have to ask him. Uh, next episode. This is wacky. That was made in Kent? They have a place called Laredo Wild West Town. <laughs> That's insane. Can I round up you hombres some nachos? <laughs> some nachos. That's right. Oh, I'm Googling this right now. Laredo Wild West Town. I UK. Wonder... Mind blown. <laughs> This is crazy. Um, inside Laredo, the secret members-only Wild West town in England. So it's it's Westworld. Members only. Members only. You have to wear a members-only jacket when you go in there. Look at this shit. Wow. This is insane. Uh, let's see. It started with a cabin, a small wood cabin with a pot-bellied stove and enough room for a few friends to have a drink after a day's riding. Then another wood building grafted it on like a tree branch and one by one other buildings weather beaten clapboard painted sober colors joined it 
the bank, the apothecary, the lonesome dove mining company, the blacksmith, the printer shop uh, called Epitaph, the dry goods store, the jail, and the two-story saloon and hotel. Now, 40 years later, Laredo, a border town in the American West from back when it was wild, rises in probably out of a wet green field in the English countryside. (laughs) Oh, man. My mind is being blown in real time here. Yeah. Uh, people Google it. You won't believe this. That's wild. Learn something yeah. new. Yeah. So I was going to say, oh, wow, UK production. Well, they filmed it here. No, they didn't even film it here. Wow. This is great. So there it is. Um, happy about that. Uh, so 40 years? that's long enough for the buildings to be properly like weathered and falling apart yeah i like this awesome so i imagine if they want that kind of sun-drenched day they have to wait they probably only get like three or four of them a year huh yeah Uh, they have to like rake back all the pea gravel (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh yeah otherwise the horses all make that crunching sound when they walk (laughs) over all right so there's that um what was the other one you watched? A film from 2017, I believe, called Cold Ground. Cold Ground. Let me ask, do you like hiking? Well, I like a nice walk. I mean, if it's too strenuous. Do you like to watch people hike? Hmm, probably less than I would like hiking myself. Oh, because this is a movie for you if you like to watch people hike. Hmm. It's a lot of walking. But I did say I would like to watch Feruza Balk watch paint dry. True. Unfortunately, she's not in this film. Hmm. So who is? Anyone good? Uh, nobody you know. Okay. Uh, it is a found footage film. Oh, no. Although it's supposed to be set in 1976, so they can use kind of a, a film grain, which I believe is just a filter that they used. So it's a 16 millimeter look, supposedly. Yeah. 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 16 millimeter. Um, it takes place in 1976. It's in France. These a journalist and her cameraman are going to investigate some uh, animal mutilations. Huh. Which they tie animal mutilations into werewolves. That's weird. It's very that's, weird. That's an alien thing. Yes. They're going up there. They think it's an alien thing. Um, They're going to this research center up in the French Alps. And uh, they meet a... uh, There's a French guide who's going to lead them up to this station way up high in the mountains above the tree line called Cold Ground. Okay. And there's a biologist lady... Uh, the cameraman, the reporter, and uh, a guy from Colorado who is a detective who investigated the Snoopy mutilations. Do you, you know this story? I don't know if the horse was really named Snoopy or if they changed uh-uh. it for the show. But one of the first animal mutilations in the U.S. was in 1967 in Colorado here. Okay. And they found a horse that had, you know, the, the old story, like, all its skin had been pulled off. Or, right. You know, its genitals were gone. Oh, God. Its eyeballs were sucked out. 
but they they want to tie this into a werewolf. Thing. Okay, seems weird. It seems very weird. So you spend most of the movie hiking. It's all found footage. Um, they find a body or a bit of a body. Um, they hear howling. Um, and then eventually something comes out of the dark and gets one of them, and they all run around, and the camera shakes a lot. There's a lot of screaming. Things we learned from Blair Witch. Yes, it is Blair Witch, but with werewolves. Um, They slowly pick off the cast. Um, Eventually, the cameraman somehow breaks his ankle. Okay. So later in the film... He's like, I can't go on. My my legs all cold. So his uh, the reporter, his girlfriend, decides to cut his foot off. Naturally, yeah. And then a werewolf comes and gets him, and she wakes up in a cave. And then she runs from some more werewolves. And then she falls out of the mouth of the cave, escaping. And the camera tumbles and tumbles and tumbles, and then comes to a rest. And the film ends. Huh. You know. There's something they say in hiking uh, when it comes to wildlife. Well, I don't need to outrun a bear. I just need to outrun you. Yeah. You know, she's like, huh, well, if I just cut his foot off, then I'm safe. Yeah. Although there are more than one werewolf in this. And you could feed him the foot. Yeah. And maybe help him hop as long as you can go. And then if the werewolf is done with that foot and keeps coming, then uh, sorry, hop along. (laughs) You're up. (laughs) These werewolves don't seem to eat. The people they kill very well. They just they, they just kill. They just kill because they have a big uh, pile of bodies at one point in the movie that I guess were supposed to be all the um, leftovers. Yeah, they're supposed to be all the scientists up at the cold ground. How many, um, how many scientists? There's also there? a big explosion that never goes answered. You're like mm, uh, it triggers an avalanche, and they wonder, uh, did the werewolves do it? Maybe they, they don't know. You never see a werewolf very well. Okay. So they at least did that right. Yeah, they they didn't show you a bunch yeah. of really crappy effects. I think they were all CG'd, um, but they were very fleeting, so you didn't really know what was going on. It could have been anything out there. I just had an idea. What? What? What about a hiking movie that's actually a slasher, but the slasher wears a werewolf mask? Mm. You kind of get. <coughs> You kind of get a um, a werewolf movie with a crappy bad rubber mask, except for you expect it. Oh, I see. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. I think it might work. You know, then there could be some sort of a, not Freddy Krueger glove, but something sharp that they hold. Yeah. You know, not a hay hook. That's been done. But uh, maybe one of those ninja claws. Yeah. Something. Yeah. See? There you go. You could have a slasher and a werewolf, sort of. And, uh, you know, you could, uh, do it for a lot, a lot of, uh, 6,000 bucks. Yeah. A lot less than a movie where you have to CG a sign on a building. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. Um, so I don't recommend cold ground. No. Uh, there was another one called, how were the, were the production values? Uh, the production was well, the actors were pretty good. Okay. Um, it was mostly boring because it was a lot of hiking. Right. Um, it was a little nonsensical. And uh, and mostly it was just because it was yet another found footage film that you were like, oh, what, what's the point? If they had just filmed it like a normal movie, 
I don't have to pretend that the cameraman was out there. I'm not going to ask questions. Right. How'd they get the film back if the werewolf killed them all? Mm-hmm. Um, I was okay with the space wizards, but why is the robot not speaking English? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> How did the apes on Planet of the Apes speak English? Yeah. That's a good question. So, uh, And how did the humans lose their ability to? Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it either. And why corn? Do apes like corn? Yes. Why weren't those banana patches? They should have been. Or whatever you call a bunch of bananas. I mean, I live Bunches? In, well, sure. But I mean, like, groups of the trees. Groves? Are they groves? Groves? Clusters? Banana groves. I don't remember. Yeah, the the, the uh, Doobie Brothers song, Banana Grove. Yeah. Was it a follow-up to China Grove? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I lived in Hawaii for over four years, almost five, and I don't remember anyone ever saying, hey, look at that banana grove. Hmm. I, would, I think people just said, hey, look, a lot of banana trees over there. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah. And, and maybe that's maybe that's a stereotype. Maybe... Maybe apes and gorillas don't really like bananas as much as they might like corn. Probably not. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, in Planet of the Apes, there was a lot of corn. Yes, they chase people through it. Yeah, I mean, what other crop are you going to grow that fast? Yeah. Weed. Weed. The the apes liked getting high. Oh, man. (laughs) Nothing worse than a gorilla that's all stoned. So, uh, not a recommend. Not a recommend. Even though it was competently handled in some ways. Yeah. Huh. Well, and I guess maybe this is why there's a werewolf shortage because, uh, what is, you know, you're, you're watering it down when you do this. Yeah. Um, I, I would have thought in order to have a werewolf movie, you should have, the man who turns into a werewolf it's an, or a woman, I suppose. Uh, you know, the, the, that transformation is a integral part of the werewolf mythos. If you're just out in the woods and something's killing people and you never really see it and nobody in the group changes, the moon isn't in play at all, mm-hmm. is it really a werewolf? Yeah, or is it just nature run amok or a slasher? Yeah. Either of which are fine. Yeah. But... But not necessarily a werewolf movie. Right. So, here's a question. Um, what are some of your favorites? And and it's funny, because I pulled up a, a, a list of all werewolf movies ever. And I don't know that that's at all true, but... Three movies feature. Yeah. Well, Teen Wolf, Teen Wolf 2, and the series Teen Wolf. <laughs> that's right. Um... My favorites include The Wolfman from 1941. Yeah. And uh, Dog Soldiers. Yeah. And of course, American Werewolf in London. Yeah. I mean, I know those are probably really obvious choices. Um, The Howling doesn't 100% work for me, but it works. Um, Silver Bullet wasn't bad. It was fun. Uh, Let's see. Um, Any of the sequels to The Wolfman. Yeah. we talked about Ginger Snaps. Yeah, yeah, we had some problems with that one. Yeah. Now, if the effects were better and some of the writing was a little different, I mean, it wasn't far from the mark of being... Good. Really good, yeah. Um, 
I've yet to rewatch uh, The Company of Wolves from 1984. Um, that is actually on my watch list on Amazon. That one is a, that, that is a strange film. We watched that one not too long ago. Um, it seemed like two films that they had cut together to make. Yeah, because it's someone telling a story. Or yeah, some shit. it's got some weird like fairy. story within a story, and it's supposed to be a fairy tale. Fairy tale and, yeah, I remember that. And then the crap that the framing device never comes back around, so you're left wondering like, did they start one movie and then change it, or did they have? I don't know. It just it's a kind of strange. Did they mean to toggle story. back and forth, or did they just yeah. say, hey, if we cut these two half-ass finished things together, we'll have one finished thing. This half-assed, whole-assed. Yeah. Um, did you ever watch the Underworld movies? Yeah. I watched probably the first three of those. Yeah. Um, I almost watched one last night. Are those as much a werewolf movie as they are a uh, Kate Beckinsale in tight rubber clothes movie? Uh, that's most of it. Um, that's kind of what people are paying for. Yeah. She's fighting werewolves and vampires. Right. And they're two different societies yeah and the lichens if i remember right terry cruz is one of them isn't he Ooh, is he the big muscular yeah guy? i don't remember it's been a long time since i saw this i watched a couple of those in the theater even yeah um i remember bill and nighy being in that which is really funny because it's philip from uh Shaun of the dead um michael sheen is the blacksmith lucian I don't even know if I want to get into Rise of the Lichens, but let's click on it anyway and see if I was mistaken. Was Terry Crews in this thing? Because it was a big muscular dude who plays one of the... Werewolves? One of the werewolves. Um, well, damn. Maybe it wasn't even this particular movie. Well, look up one of the Underworld. Underworld. Maybe the first one. Brian Steele as Big Lichen. Maybe it was Brian Steele. Big Lichen. I love that part. Yeah. He doesn't even have a picture. Oh, jeez. Really, dude? Well, he's a rugby player. That sounds about like <laughs> what, you, what you might expect from a Terry Crews body double. I just remember that there was a big dude in it. And I didn't... At the time I saw it, I didn't know who Terry Crews was yet. But after I saw Terry Crews, I went... Was he that big dude that was in the Rise of the Lycans movie? Apparently not. Some rugby dude. Anywho. Um, so where were we? Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, in this list of all werewolf movies ever made, there's a lot of crap. Um, a lot of the Howling movies are just terrible. Oh, yeah. And uh, Teen Wolf. Dumb. I don't know how you feel about it, but... I haven't watched a Teen Wolf since... They came out on video. Yeah. You know. Uh, it was basically. Um, and I never went back to see that dude's wang at the oh, final. Oh, yeah. Listeners, uh, when they show the basketball game win at the end, there's a guy who has his penis out and he's jumping and waggling it around right there behind the main actors. And I'm sure you could find it. But uh, Peen Wolf. Peen Wolf. <laughs> I hope there's a porno out there named that. <laughs> there's got to be, right? It's rule 34 of the internet. Um, so yeah, there's a guy who's an extra, and he decides, I'm going to take my penis out and jump around waggling it in this scene, because everyone's going to be looking at the main characters and not me. Uh, 
Yep. And hopefully he mm-hmm. was over 18. Otherwise, Teen Wolf is child porn. Ooh. Isn't that, isn't that rough? That's rough. Uh, that nobody noticed it until, until some, years later on home video. That yeah. Years some later. Some idiot had watched Teen Wolf more than twice and <laughs> had started scanning the backgrounds when he was, yeah. you know, bored of the the foreground action. Have you have you ever watched a movie so many times that you've started noticing oh, yeah. inconsistencies with background actors? Uh huh. Me too. Yeah. I confess, I've watched stuff more than I should have. Yeah, and you start scanning all the backgrounds. Yeah. What else is going on? Yeah. If you how look- many times has that extra walked by? Right, and then you've got like set decoration. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah, the Peen Wolf incident. Um, you know, and there are, there were people who were like, uh, was it three men and a baby? Is that the one where they yes, thought it was a, a ghost? They thought it was a ghost, but it was a Ted Danson cutout. Yeah. And out of focus, I could see where someone would think that looks like a kid with kind of a bowl cut. Oh, I remember when that one came out and, uh, the kids down the street, we rented the video and watched it and tried to find that ghost. It creeped you and out, you didn't could it? see it. Yeah. But I never really looked like a ghost because it didn't move or anything. So it was just out of focus. As the, yeah. But the camera pans by, so it's just there, standing in a doorway. Yeah. It's not. It's just a cardboard cutout that you saw in a previous scene. Mm-hmm. And it totally like if you do a side by side, it lines up. Yeah. It's not. It's like the uh, the supposed uh, Munchkin that hangs themselves. Oh, the Wizard, Wizard of, Oz. of Oz. I've heard of this too. Yeah, and it's just a bird that's. Back when you know pan and scan video was out, it it cut the most of the bird out. So yeah. all you saw was this motion of something, and I suppose you could pretend that it was someone hanging themselves. Eh. Pan and scan was interesting. Um, for listeners who aren't familiar, uh, when you were trying to fit a wide format of uh, film. Uh, into the more squarish format of a TV screen, sometimes in order to show stuff that would otherwise be cropped off, they would project the movie and pan around Yeah, and uh, film film basically the movie screen. Mm-hmm. So you got what you got. And yeah. And it was not the original intent of the filmmakers. No. On any level. So... Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head other than the Wizard of Oz one, but there's a couple other movies where something you watched a lot and you would be like, at one point in Star Wars, he looks through, Luke Skywalker looks through his binoculars and he sees these creatures down there and he's like, I see two of them. But with pan and scan, you only ever saw one. Uh, so I remember thinking... The like, Jawas or whatever. Yeah, I was like, yeah. what is he talking about, two of them? It was either the Tusken Raiders or yeah, the Jawas. Yeah, it was the Tusken Raiders okay. and their, uh, whatever their creatures, their Banthas yeah. are. He's like, oh, there's two of them down there. They're Tony Banthas. Tony Banthas. Um, oh, that's that's really funny. Uh, yeah, I think that... That the the folklore that we've sort of created for things is so easily debunked now. I mean, all you have to do is is get a, a higher resolution, just even a run of the mill DVD, yeah, and pause the thing or just Google it, and it, it, things are easily debunked now. But there used to be a thing where you'd be standing around a bonfire with some idiots, and somebody would be like, "You know something?" and they would tell you some supposed fact. 
and it's something that doesn't sound likely or true <laughs> or that you know isn't true, but there's always someone going to fight it to the death. Yep. And now this world we live in, it's just like, huh, hold on. And they pull their phone out of their pocket, tap, tap, tap. Nope, that's not true. That's not true, yep. And some things are just a matter of record and fact. So, yeah. I'd, but back to werewolf movies, uh, I'm not saying they're easy to make. They're clearly not. No. But you need uh, highly skilled makeup and special effects people. There's yeah. lots of them. Or people who can do CG that actually looks real. Yeah. Because anything short of perfection in CG is crap. Yeah. And I'm sorry to say it, but that's true. There's no almosts in CG. Yeah. It's just how it is, man. Sorry. But uh, I think if you do a lot more uh, showing of, of things adjacent to the werewolf action and then just get fleeting glimpses of... Pretty good special effects. Yeah. Or my previous idea of a slasher wearing a werewolf mask. Yeah, a rubber werewolf mask. Yeah. Like, it doesn't it doesn't have to be perfection, but it, it can't be garbage. Yeah. And there's a lot of garbage out there. A lot of garbage. Yeah. Which leads to the werewolf shortage. Yeah, they're not being made at the same rate um, vampire or werewolf movies, or um, zombie. zombie movies are being made, but um, there's good reasons for it. Maybe the barrier to entry is just that difficult, and maybe that's a good thing. I think it is. I think it must be, because you want a werewolf to look good. and They just usually they just don't. They usually don't. It's hard to come up with. Yeah. Like, uh, now, if you use an actual wolf. Yeah. And there's some convincing chain of events. Maybe you don't see the transformation, but it's well implied. Can that work? That can work, I suppose, if you have a well-trained wolf yeah. who's not going to be wagging his tail. <laughs> or actually tearing someone's face off. Or really tearing someone's face off. Of course, you know, as long as you filmed it. Yeah. You know? Wow, it looks convincing the way it mauled Tom Cruise in that scene. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, we need the wolf man starring Tom Cruise to star an actual wolf opposite of Tom uh -huh. Cruise. I just snatched him up and ran away into the woods with him. It's like, all right, people, listen, we're going to need a really, really big wolf. Wait, who'd you say is in this? Tom Cruise. We're going to oh. need a regular-sized dog. <laughs> we're going to need a normal-sized wolf. Well, all we got is this wolf pup. That'll do. That'll do. Because the man's tiny. <laughs> yep. So, there's that. Why have they never CG'd his middle tooth over just a notch? I don't know. Good seems, question. It seems like he could just require that in every movie yeah. that he's in. I don't. I don't see why not. He's got a lot of. Maybe it's some sort of Scientology, you know, birthmark of the prophet or something. That could be. He with the metal tooth will lead us <laughs> to the promised land. <laughs> We're gonna the, get sued now over the me. bridge <laughs> and into clarity. Yeah, where Zoltan will. Uh, Zoltan <laughs> will come back to do battle with us. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Zoltan. <laughs> Yeah. It was Zoltan, wasn't it? Zenu. I was going to say Zubar? Zubar. <laughs> Our god Zubar. Yeah. When Zubar and Zoltan have their big battle royale. Yep. Yeah, then the tooth will start to glow. Ooh. And it'll shoot a ray and everything will be blown to bits. 
I don't know why we took it there. Because no one in Scientology is going to listen to this. We hope not. And if they do, they're not going to listen to an hour and about two minutes Huh? at that point. Well, should we wrap it up? I think we should. Um, I am going to be at Oddities and Curiosities event in Chicago next week, which I am very much looking forward to. Um, so I'm going to guess we have a hiatus week, and then we'll come back and... I think Ziggy will be back from her trip because she's on a trip right now to visit family. Okay. And maybe we'll do all them scream movies. All them scream movies. All them screams. All oh, right. Oh, man. Should we get out of here? Yeah. All right. Listeners, thank you for listening. Time bananas. <laughs>